0: Empire.
1: Welcome to the latest episode of All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner. I'm AP Hockey writer Steve Wino, and we have the pleasure of being joined live from Moscow by former Capitals forward Eric Fair. How, how's Moscow this time of year, Eric?
0: Oh, it's beautiful. A little bit of snow yesterday. It's a little bit dark, but uh, it's a beautiful city for sure. Obi wasn't lying.
2: <laughs> Fair. Okay, so first of all, let's stop right there. We can <laughs> never give any of the Russians credit for having a, a beautiful city. Because it, they'll never stop talking about it, and that's one of the places that they always been always been saying is so nice. But let's uh, edit that out, Wino, please, before we uh, put this live.
0: I, I was pretty impressed with their Christmas decorations. Actually, I was surprised. Went uh, <laughs> cruising by Red Square, and it was uh, it was really done up with a little uh, Christmas market and stuff. I was very impressed.
2: <laughs> All right, fine. We'll g- we'll give it to them just this one time, but yeah, only for- this time of year too.
1: Yeah, for for those who don't know, Eric Eric is, is playing for Canada at the Channel One Cup in Moscow. Uh, Canada's kind of preparing for life, maybe, if the NHL doesn't go to the Olympics. So, uh, Eric, what's what's this like? I mean, playing in this tournament and, and the possibility, maybe, knock on wood, I guess for you, uh, of of playing in Beijing for, for Canada?
0: Well, it's exciting just to be able to be a part of Team Canada here. Um, you know, I wasn't playing hockey at the start of the season and got the call from Team Canada to... To join them at the channel one cup in, in preparation in case the nhl uh pulls out of the olympics so it's it's exciting just to be here and be playing some games and we had a, a sold out building yesterday playing against uh russia so it was a very cool experience so i'm just excited to be playing hockey again and um just waiting to see what happens with the nhl and the olympics
2: so let, let's just let's go back and just explain to everybody what, where you were at like what what you were contemplating doing until all of a sudden you got this call and started, started going full tilt into training again. What, what were you, uh, what was, what, what were you, where was your head at for your at the time post hockey career? What were you thinking about doing? Cause I, you had, you had mentioned one of the potential gigs that you had lined up. So if you can talk about it anyways, just uh, let us know what you were thinking about doing.
0: Well, yeah, I, I guess I was <laughs> planning on retiring and working, working a little bit with a company that, uh, that I'm a part of uh, Lactigo. So, we were doing a little bit of that stuff and um, starting to get some hockey players uh, working with the product and stuff like that. But I uh, got the call and then dropped everything and then just started training again, wrapping up and, and uh, trying to get back into game shape. So, it, it took a little bit of time, uh, a little bit of an older guy than I used to be. So, uh, <laughs> but I'm feeling pretty good right now.
2: Go, going back, why? Not? I'm sure you know this too, but for anybody who doesn't, when when ferzzi was playing in the whl the western league so junior and and i was there too for i don't know one or two of your seasons there ferzzi was one of the only guys that was scoring 50 goals in that league and not only did you do it once you did it twice right you scored fifth was it 59 one year is that yeah, right Fifty and
0: 59 yeah you got yeah, it, like that's that's a nice, uh, nice memory there
2: so i just want to say like this is this is a i guess a good um I don't know, something interesting for fans fans to understand is that, so, you know, Eric, your, his career was, you were basically known for your defense for the most part, right? Like you were one of the best shutdown players I've ever played with. And you go from scoring 50, 59 goals in probably at the time, at least, the hardest league to score 50 goals in as a junior player. And then when you get to the league, you find a role that, well a team sometimes puts you on a role or you find a role that fits you and and you do that as best possible because there's so few players that can be the the goal scorers on the team and so what how did how did that feel for you finding you know trying to find a, a I guess a different path than maybe what you had expected coming into the league
0: yeah it was definitely weird I checked into the league as a, a high scoring winger and I checked out of the league as a checking centerman so obviously a lot <laughs> changed along the way but um, you you kind of have to adapt to stay alive in that league, and the league was was moving at a, a different pace than it was back when I broke into it. So had to adapt to the more defensive side of the game and work on the penalty kill and and all that stuff. But uh, I started to take a lot of pride in it. Uh, you know, whatever whatever you do, you want to do it well. So you, you want to have a good penalty kill. You want to be a good shutdown player, and, and I took a lot of pride in that. And I, I think uh, you know it was just as enjoyable as scoring goals. You you obviously don't get the as much on the score sheet and the, the fans don't recognize it as much but at the end of the day you, you can be happy with the, what you did to help the team win
2: yeah, and your teammates recognize it and we, all, we all I was always frustrated with your stick so even <laughs> even as a defenseman having <laughs> you come down and when, when you when you're someone who knows both sides of the game the way you do it just makes it that much better and so if you I mean it's kind of trending that way that uh that the NHL's probably not going to be sending guys, but we, we know it could change when, when you're over there and you're playing in, in Geneva. And if you, you know, well, you with the Spengler cup and all that, what, what style of game do you think you're, you're bringing? Are you, are you trying to be more offensive for that? Because you were to be, you know, one of the the NHL guys coming over there or what, how do you find your game translating? Cause it's bigger ice. It's, I mean, I always say, if I go over to Europe
0: to play, I would, I would be a
2: freewheeling defenseman going end to end, but I, I know it's not, not always uh not always the case
0: yeah it kind of depends on the tournament Uh, the channel one cup is on regular ice uh nhl ice and the spangler cups on the olympic sized ice so Mm -hmm. i guess i got to play a little bit of both styles a little bit of dump and chase in this tournament and then maybe turn on the dangles for the next tournament i don't know it's uh it's a lot different uh depending on where you are and depending against which countries you're playing the styles just they vary so much but uh, you definitely get an opportunity to score a little bit more in Europe. Obviously, you're relied upon more on the power play and get a little bit more ice time uh, than back in North America. So it's a lot of fun. You get a lot more puck touches, and you're a little bit more involved in the game on the offensive side. So you can definitely bring back some old memories and uh, you know score some goals. It feels pretty good.
1: Carl, uh, Carl when, are you, when are you coming back? I mean, Steve Oleksi's already made his comeback. He's playing in Toledo. Eric is, is, is now over in Europe. When are you making your comeback?
2: Well, I, well you know what? I would have... Uh this is funny. I know that, that Ferzi is building uh Chateau Winnipeg right now back home and, and he's found a way to, uh, to get out of the building process to go and play hockey and we're, we're building a house here. So there's no, there's no leaving. I need to be there as the, as the foreman on this job, make sure that everything, everything's going according to plan. So I'm, I'm not going anywhere. And plus I, uh, I think there's a, uh, a coach on that team that probably wouldn't, wouldn't want me playing on that team either. So, I don't think I'll be coming out of retirement any time soon. I'll be, uh, I'll be chirping from the sidelines
1: now. Yeah. You, you just need we help with your, just, yeah. You just need help with your, your, uh, your men's league team.
2: Yeah. yeah Go
1: to the men's league there. Alzi.
2: Yes. I'm definitely uh, going to be holding a tryout for, uh, for, for some, uh, I would probably say some defensive forwards, actually someone who can uh, cover the slot while I'm doing some work in the corners. Cause we got exposed last game. So so, yeah, when Farzee's done in those tournaments, um, I'm going to sign him to a professional tryout with uh, the Hattrick Swayzes in the men's league team. So, <laughs> Farzee, Fer- uh, stay sharp, please. We need you.
0: That's a great name for a team.
2: <laughs> it's always good. Men's league names are always the best. So I was pretty fired up to play for them. Um, okay, so, th- so why not? we've talked about the chums on, on this already. A we few have. Times. And... And Ferzzi is an honorary chum. And uh, I, my, one of my favorite things about Eric is that he's one of those guys that comes to the rink and is always happy, always smiling, even though your body's your body's taken a beating over the years. I must say, we always joke that he was Ferzi was held together with tape. Like the guy would come into the rink and have to get taped up everywhere just so he could so he could put his gear on and play. <laughs> so I always I always laughed about that. But Ferzzi this is I know that this has happened but tell me if you can go in as much detail as you want but has a coach ever told you that you've been smiling too much at the rink
0: well I know exactly what you're doing you're setting me up here to, <laughs> to call out one of my coaches, but you know I, I think he would be okay with it so we're gonna run with it um yeah I mean I came into the league I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky guy um Obviously, you know the story. And, and I don't remember it as probably in as much detail as you, but I just remember being really frustrated after. But we were in Pittsburgh in the old igloo, and uh, I, we got kicked. I don't know how bad it was, but it wasn't, wasn't great. And uh, I guess after the game, uh, you, it was probably you telling jokes. I don't know who's telling jokes in the room, but I had a good chuckle with it. I was smiling after the game. And our good uh, good friend Bruce Boudreaux came after and, and just said, Bears, did you ever stop smiling? You know, this isn't the time to smile. And I kind of got uh, got in a little bit of trouble there, and I was told to have a little bit less fun at the rink. So um, it, it, it's tough, you know. I really like to enjoy every day, but I definitely understand uh, after losing a game, you gotta you gotta tighten up a little bit. So it's a bit of a learning curve uh, coming into the league for sure.
2: Uh, it's so funny, it, it, it's it's tough because he's you know he's right in a way. It's like you you uh, it's weird. It's like you lose a game and you're and obviously you're you're mad that you lost, but you you don't need to walk around with like your your frown upside down, you know, and and pouting and stuff like that. I i don't like guys like that. So I think that's why I appreciated that, that you were the way, well, you are the way you are. <laughs> it made me laugh at the rink and probably smile a little bit more, but I'll tell you the, what, what bugged me is, so Wino, we had a seriously competitive um, ping pong tournament at the rink as well. And Ferzi is the best defensive ping pong player i've ever seen in my life except what is it you don't hit you don't hit a forehand is that what it is you only hit backhand i
0: can't i can't use the forehand of the paddle like for power so everything is just returning it right to the middle of the table with spins so it's it's a greasier game than my hockey game if you can imagine that
2: yeah so he'd just be standing on the other end of the table he's six four he's got a wingspan like like he can't even believe and he just returns everything and he's smiling the entire time while he's doing it. And you're so frustrated because these rallies are going on for like five minutes per ball, and you can't get the ball past them. It was just like the same thing with his smile, always there, just just giggling around. But it's, I mean, just one of the best guys to have around, have around the rink. So did you ever, did, uh, did
1: you ever try Smash Fest that uh, Dominic Moore does that 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 uh, that table tennis tournament every uh, every summer in Toronto? You should consider entering that.
0: You know, I don't know what kind of ping pong skills I have anymore. I have uh, I repaired my elbow. I got a new. Uh, another piece uh, put into my elbow so it doesn't work quite as well as it used to you know just like uh Alsie said i kind of get taped together everywhere so um the body isn't quite as loose and limber as it was back in the
1: day yeah this is this is 36 year old old eric fair talking about that uh, we'll take a break real quick on, on all caps and we'll be back and tell tell some more bruce brujo stories as he is five and zero with the vancouver canucks
2: you ready
0: showtime
1: Welcome back to All's Caps. I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner and former Capitals forward Eric Fair. We are we are telling stories, reminiscing about the the Chums days, the Caps days, and Bruce Boudreaux, who who I think is smiling, guys, a little bit more around the rink now because he's five and 0 since coming back to hockey with the Vancouver Canucks.
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. And I mean Ferrzy, you you had an opportunity to to play for him for a while, so you got to see a a lot of what he did. And, uh, we were talking last week about, you know, what makes him special as a coach and like all coaches, you have kind of a bit of a love hate relationship every now and then, but what give, what was, what was it about Bruce that you, that you liked? What do you think he, uh, made him, you know, such a successful coach? He's one of the winningest coaches, um, we've got right now in the league. And what do you think it is that makes him successful?
0: Well, I think when he comes to the rink, he comes with uh, a little hop in his step and he he gets excited to come to the rink and he's not, you know, some of the coaches can be a little bit grumpy and a little bit serious, but like he comes into the room and and he kind of wants to just talk about, uh, you know, what you did the day before and just kind of chat with you a little bit instead of just always business, 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 but um, you know, I think that's one of the things that the players like, and I think they get an opportunity to just play. I, I guarantee you when Vancouver got rid of their coach, they, they brought Bruce in, they just kind of breathed a sigh of relief. Like, okay, now we can just play and don't have to worry about getting yelled at. And I, I think that's that's something that, that Bruce does. Obviously, he can get mad at times, but uh, he, he will let you play at the same time. So I think they are probably excited about that right now.
2: Yeah, I agree. And that, that's that's exactly what we've been saying, is that he, he, he knows how to coach players. And sometimes... Um, you know, he'll, he'll push some buttons just to see what he can get out of you and, and figure out what, how you react best, but yeah, he lets guys free wheel. I mean, we were winning games five, four, six, five, we would be up for nothing in the period. And then, you know, we'd let the foot off the gas a little bit and still find ways to win. But that's, you know, a, a little bit of, of, uh, I think what makes him successful is like you said, he, he lets guys feel a little bit more free. Uh, he still wants you to be accountable, but. But it's okay to make some mistakes every now and then. So I, I feel like, yeah, you, you're exactly I agree with you completely with with how you uh, assess that. So I, I want to go back to something else really quick though. Um, so I've asked I've asked people um, in the past, you know, what travels like and how they how they enjoy going to certain cities and all this. But one of the things that um, I'm always reminded of with with Farzi uh, and actually Carly too um, was how you guys would fall asleep the second you always got on the plane and you could never never stay awake for more than more than five minutes is that i'm remembering that correctly right
0: obviously you know exactly how it is um (laughs) we we don't sleep on the plane and (laughs) i i don't know if i've ever fallen asleep on a plane in the nhl and i think (laughs) uh, i'm trying to think back i don't think i ever fell asleep so it there were some tough road trips those uh Flying out west was always tough, or getting back in the middle of the night or early morning. It's it's a tough gig when you can't sleep on the plane. I'll tell you that much.
2: Yeah, Ferris, he's a white knuckler. Like you know, a- any sort of turbulence and stuff, getting a little bit, you know, seatbelt gets a little bit tighter. And I think you've probably watched every single TV series ever, ever out uh, on the plane because he's he's right. I mean, I I I will say I may possibly have some evidence of one quick cat nap five, 10 minute cat nap, which I'll have to dig into the archives and see if I can find (laughs) it. But it's, I I don't know how you did it. I mean, after, you know, two o'clock in the morning, after a game, whatever it is, and always finding a way to be awake, even after kids too. Like, you know, that's when I got my, that's when I got my naps and was when I was on the plane and trying to catch up on, on some sleep. But yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive. And the other thing too, that I, I mean, are you still the same way with, with how fast, or how slow, I guess you uh, eat your meals. That's uh, I, I never understood. You would be the longest guy ever at at all the team meals. And to tell us, tell us how that happened.
0: I mean, I'm exactly the same as you remember me. All <laughs> I can't fly. We were we were flying over over to Moscow here, and we were having some serious turbulence over the ocean, and I was hitting the, the panic button like you wouldn't believe. But uh, yeah, as, as far as uh, eating is concerned uh, still the slowest eater in the, in the world, um, drives my family crazy. Cause I mean, with kids, like they eat as fast as they can and they're just gone. So my wife ends up, uh, trying to chase them around the house while I'm just slowly chipping away at my plate. And it drives, <laughs> it drives just about everybody crazy. And It's not that I'm trying to eat slow. It's just the way it goes. You know, I think it's healthier for you too. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've been told that, but it's like, what'd you tell me? I think you told me one time that you just like, like a lot of people enjoy eating, they like the taste of food or whatever. And I think it was you that said, like, you don't even enjoy the taste of food or don't enjoy eating. You you eat because you have to eat. And I remember seeing like agony on your face sometimes, like your elbow on the table, head resting in your hand, just thinking, like, I got to get this food down because we play tonight. But I really don't want to be here right now. <laughs> oh, it's just like it's it's just yeah. funny. It's different different than the way I am. So um, I'm, I guess you're still still doing the same thing
0: eating is definitely a chore for me. And I, I think part of it was because I had to put on a lot of weight when I was younger, just to, to play hockey. Like they kept saying, you gotta be bigger. You gotta be bigger. And I remember one year, Bruce came in at the year end meeting. He's like, there's, I want you to play like Mike Knubel. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, look at Mike Knubel. You can't move him. And I'm like, yeah, he's like 230 pounds. He's like, well, there's I need you to put on some weight. And I was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. So he, he said that you gotta, you gotta put on 15, 20 pounds. I'm like over summer. He's like, yeah so oh. you should have seen me that summer all I was eating everything I could I could find and I come back <laughs> to camp I was probably 15 pounds heavier and I couldn't move and yeah. Bruce is like you can't skate you can't move I'm like yeah I <laughs> told me to put on 15 pounds I was like I could I, I'm moose I'm moose's speed now and he's like well you got to keep your speed and play like moose I'm like that doesn't work so he <laughs> he ended up uh, getting me to lose weight again and, and come back down but
1: uh, yeah, that experiment didn't quite work out as planned. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Moose is Mike Knubel, by the way. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, Eric Carl seems to have the receipts on everyone. A photo of you asleep on a plane. Do you have any dirt on Carl that you can share? I mean, I, I
0: got some some good ones, but I, I we might have to talk <laughs> about those off air and, and see if they uh, they can ma- see the light of day. But so. Uh,
2: me, me and Ferzi were the dynamic duo. We always stuck <laughs> together. Like uh, if we were going out as a team, whatever, it was always like, "You don't leave without me. I don't leave without you." We always made sure we were looking out for each other. So it was, uh, yeah. So so anything, anything he seen, I have seen, and, and vice versa. So we're kind of, like I always said that there's not many. There's not many stories about me floating out there, but if there is any, Fairzi would be the guy that would know. So
1: <laughs> I look for for, for our when we have our off the record podcast, that people have to pay for, we'll have all these stories. But we have we'll have there's some Ben yeah. Guerrero stories that that we forgot to share a few weeks ago. We got some Matthew Perot stuff. This when we do when we do kind of our kind of like after all caps after dark, we'll be able to share all that stuff. Yeah, a little bit of yes. pay per
0: view action. I like
1: that. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's the way to do it right there. We've we've took we've taken care of a bunch of guys too over our time. We were. We, yeah, we, we could we could fill a few hours with some of the things that's gone on. So we'll we'll figure it out if we get enough if we get enough people reaching out saying they want the pay per view version. Then uh, then we will have you back for that.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's perfect.
1: Yeah, uh, Eric, I'm curious about something, Eric. Just like what a, like you had a, a, a kind of a tenure in Washington that was the Bruce days, the the Dale Hunter days. What was the best like kind of what was your your kind of lasting memory about playing for the Caps and, and anything that's that's related to playing with Carl Olson?
0: Well, I remember Carl Alsner wearing sunglasses for the Winter Classic <laughs> warm-up. And that that's one of my memories that that stands out at Nat's Park. Um, you didn't you, did you wear them for the first or did you take them off after warm-up?
2: I wore them for just the first period until the sun went down.
0: Yeah. So that that is a vivid memory I have of, of and Obviously for myself, memories uh, the Winter Classics were kind of my highlight of, uh, of playing in Washington. Those were some great memories that, the HBO series, and and now that uh, Bruce is back, kind of in the spotlight, um, just showing his uh, intermission speeches again. They were showing that the <laughs> other day. I saw on Twitter. Uh, it really brought a smile to my face uh, to re- to remember those times. But there was uh, there was some great times. We obviously had some unbelievable teams. Um, actually, we, the team we played against yesterday had uh, Sergei Fedorov on the bench. Um, so oh. I remember playing playing with him uh, back in the day. So. You know, a lot of uh,
1: a lot of thoughts uh, on, the, on the Capitals for sure. weren't you Mr. Winter Classic? Didn't you? Didn't you score in the in the in the game in Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. I did. I scored two in the, the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. game,
0: and yeah. I was lucky enough to get one at Nats Park. So um, those yeah. those were definitely my favorite games to be a part of.
2: He's an all timer all time Winter Classic player.
0: Yeah, yeah. they got to stop having them now so I can stay up there on the list. You know, they <laughs> but they just have so many of them now.
2: That's why you're so good at the Spanglers, because it's half outdoors. You like playing outdoors.
0: Yeah, you know, there must be something, uh, the crisp ice, I don't know what it is. Maybe no one else can see because there's so much sun. I don't know what it is, but uh, it's working for me.
1: Hockey Canada is now moving the Beijing Olympic hockey games outside so Eric Fair could score a hat-trick <laughs> every game.
0: I think it's because the ice is so bad outside that it kind of levels the playing field. So, you know, the guys that are really mucking and grinding uh, with the bouncing pucks, it's a level playing field for us. <laughs>
1: Uh, too good. We, 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 lo- we love the old stories. Uh, uh, next, uh, we'll take a break now on, on All's Caps, and we'll come back with, with the, the, the famous Carl's Stupid Questions for Eric Fair.
2: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at
1: Marines.com. Welcome back to uh, All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner. I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino. Uh, we are joined by former Capitals defenseman and, and now our former Capitals forward and now Hockey Canada forward Eric Fair, who is our latest guest on Carl's Stupid Questions.
2: Uh, Yes. All right, Farzee. So, quick rundown. Um, I got six questions for you. I'm going to give you a score at the end, uh, depending on how good or bad your answers are. And I'm going to tally it up, and you're going to go on the list. We've uh, we've had six participants so far, and John Walton's actually leading right now with 106 points. So, um, it's very important. What's the criteria
0: here? What do you want me to come up with? You want, like, funny stuff, or you want serious? Or, like, are these, like actual answers we We want to be
2: entertained i think we want to be entertained but we also want we want the real the real stuff like i'm i'm the question i ask you i want to have your actual answer and i'm going to decide if it's good or not so it's just we're essentially rating you as a person and uh and seeing uh seeing how much we like you
0: okay fair (laughs) enough
2: uh okay so first one here is we've mentioned that you are a a big tv show watcher um what's your all-time favorite
0: tv show series um, I would say probably Homeland Um, mm. only because the series finale was unbelievable. Probably the mm-hmm. best series finale of all time. In my opinion, I, I just like that kind of CIA stuff and, and everything. So I'm going to go with, with Homeland.
2: Yes. Love that show too. Good, good pick. Okay. Now this one, Um, I don't know if it's changed. I believe I remember what your, your old, your previous one was. So I'm, um, this could get this could earn you a lot of points depending on how you answer this question. Um, who is your celebrity crush?
0: Oh, you, yeah, you know who it is. <laughs> it, I, I mean, I can't change now. I got to stick to it. It was always Reese Witherspoon, back from yeah. uh, Cruel Intentions. Um, you know, I'm gonna really age myself with that one. But uh, she was she was my favorite uh, celebrity crush. Do you have a do you have a a one B? uh no i don't think i have a 1b i I think my wife if i listen to the podcast i'm gonna stay with that one nice wholesome (laughs) nice wholesome reese witherspoon all right
2: perfect okay and then your go-to drink on the plane what is it right now well let's go with what what it was when you were playing in
0: in north america oh man you're gonna you're really putting me on the spot here like right now it's sparkling water like i just i love the periods on the plane uh is that is that the one you're looking for or was it something else
2: no, it's it's like you know how some guys they get on the plane and they always have their drink waiting for them in their
0: cup holder. So I'm,
2: I'm curious what uh what what is that that you that you're leaning yeah, towards?
0: It, it's a sparkling water. It's uh, the 1.5 liter. Give me the big one. Stay hydrated. That, that's uh that's what I'm going with. Final answer.
2: Final answer. Locked it in. All right. Um, would you rather cook or do the dishes?
0: Oh man, I 100% cook because I. I hate the dishes and ask my wife, I will do just about anything in the house, but dishes, unless I can just jam it in the dishwasher, that's fine. But other than that, I'm not signing up. So I have to go with cooking.
2: Do, do you feel like it's, it's only fair that whoever cooks has to clean, or do you think that everybody chips in on, on cleaning the dishes? What are your thoughts on that? Cause we have a, we have a rule at our house, but it's not it doesn't I, always worked that way.
0: I think it's nice to be able to contribute for sure. But my wife, Knows that if I'm cleaning up, every single thing is going in the dishwasher. So it's those pots <laughs> and pans that that they don't want in there, and it, everything's going in there. Just just put it in. So uh, that's yeah, it, it is fair though for sure.
2: So th- so this isn't really part of the questions, but I'm just curious now. Are you the type of guy that if you've um, if you used a plate or whatever, say you've had lunch and you used the plate, knife, fork, whatever, do you go and you put it into the sink and then? Go, it goes into the dishwasher sometime later, or does it go straight into the dishwasher?
0: Did, did, is this a setup? Like, did you talk to my wife before, uh, <laughs> before I came on here? Because we both know that you must have talked to her. because Yes, I missed the dishwasher once in a while. It goes on the side. <laughs> it'll sit there for a while, and then eventually it'll get in there. But for sure, you texted Rachel. There's no question. Wow,
2: it's just how good I know you. I just know what you would do, and that's uh, no. I'm a I'm a straight into the dishwasher kind of guy. I always I always give it to people if they like if I see a plate that's on the uh, just just beside the sink or whatever, it's clearly dirty, and I always grab it and be like, "Hey, are you done with this?" And just right. make sure that they know that I that I know what's going on here. Okay,
1: this is why <laughs> Carl and I get along because I'm the same kind of person. I can't I can't handle dishes in the sink, so that's why this podcast works.
2: <laughs> exactly exactly okay what's your uh thermostat temperature what do you got to keep your house at
0: oh like uh 19 degrees nice and cool we, our house is always cold everybody that comes over says it's too cold perfect that's, that's about nice 66
1: fahrenheit. fahrenheit as as i have to translate for the americans in, in the audience here right so yeah it's pretty it's pretty chilled pretty chilled
2: yeah okay good i'm the same way so that's, uh, Good points on that one. And then this is actually a little bit more of a hockey-related question. Um, who would you say? So you've played for. I'm just. Like, I, I didn't realize. I for some reason I just remember you with, with Washington, Pittsburgh, but I forget. You know, you, you had a cup of coffee in Winnipeg, there. Toronto, San Jose, Minnesota. Of all the players you played with, who would you say is the most underrated player? Um, Maybe not necessarily the most underrated player, but just some someone you played with that you were surprised at how good they actually were.
0: Oh man, you're really going to put me on the spot there, hey? Yeah, sorry. Buddy. Um, well, I mean, the most underrated player ever is probably Nick Baxter, but the problem is, is that I I kind of grew up uh you know in the NHL seeing him the whole time, so I never really saw him as underrated. But I'm guessing that that's that's probably the guy where people didn't really understand how good he was and probably still don't understand how good he is. But mm-hmm. uh, I'll just go with the absolute staple for the most points possible, Nick Backstrom.
2: <laughs> final answer?
0: Yeah, final answer. Lock it in.
2: Lock it in. Okay, that's all the questions. Let me just quick tally here. Homeland, Reese Witherspoon, Perrier. Um, cooks. Okay, so that brings you to a WAP thing. 107 points, one point higher than John Walton. That uh, that actually, that puts you in the driver's seat right there, Farzee. Congratulations. And I think you did it. You did it for me with Homeland, big Homeland fan, and with the the temperature of the house, and then, of course, Nick Backstrom. So well played. Good job, Farzee. The points don't matter, but they matter to me.
0: I kind of felt like I was on the family feud there, and on that last Nick Backstrom, I needed, like, 70 points, and I, I got <laughs> it there. You know, that's, that's kind of what I felt. And I knew I had
1: to lock that one in so I appreciated all the uh, for sure yeah this is this is Carl Osner playing the playing Drew Carey with whose lines is it anyway but the points don't matter.
0: I think <laughs> he good. gave me this many points because I didn't throw uh, throw him under the bus at all today. I think that's the most important part so uh,
1: I went again.
2: He win again. He always wins.
1: There's plenty of time for you to throw him under the bus in other in other episodes and other conversations down the line. Don't worry about that. I can't wait. Uh, thank you very much for joining us today and we'll talk to you all next week on All's Caps thanks, Andy. thanks
0: for thanks for having
1: me guys